0: You are listening to the Stories of Healing and Wonderlust podcast, and I am your host, Lou Kelly. Join me each fortnight as I explore the wild and wonderful world of healing, conscious living, yoga, self-development, travel, and the journey of life. We explore the very real human experiences that we go through and the many ways we overcome these challenges. I share with you via solo chats and also in conversation with some extraordinary guests. This podcast is a curation of relatable yet inspirational stories, and it showcases the varied voices in the healing and self development space today. I hope you enjoy. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is another solo episode. We are at episode 17. And we are going to be talking about something that is very present on my heart at the moment, and that is perfectionism. It's perfectionism in general, but also how it relates to being a highly sensitive person. This has come up a lot for me recently in my coaching work with other highly sensitive women, and I also know that it's very much a cultural thing generally. So this is going to apply to everyone. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I actually think this trait is pretty toxic and I'll explain why and also share my personal experience with perfectionism and how I'm changing the narrative with this in my own life currently. I'm going to share why we are more inclined to be perfectionists as highly sensitive people and also how we can consciously heal from what I consider to be this really unhelpful trait that basically stops us from taking action towards our dreams. This is a dream stealer, people. Trust me when I say this. So I want to go into all of that today, but before we do, I also just want to Take a deep breath and ask you how you are. I'm genuinely asking how you are at this point. We are now in uh, late October. So, when this podcast comes out, it's going to be, yeah, almost the end of October. And I don't know about you, but this time of the year feels insanely busy for me. And I'm really at my edge. It's in a good way, but I'm feeling that intensity as things kind of ramp up towards the end of the year. I'm doing all of the self-care practices that I know. I'm making it a priority to regulate my nervous system by doing you know, lots of walks and yoga and all of the things that I have in my toolkit. The truth is there's lots of exciting things happening for me at the moment. I'm currently exactly halfway through the first intake of my soulful and sensitive mentorship. So we're module six out of 12 and it is going amazingly. The women who are in this intake are just awesome and they are having big aha moments and I'm absolutely loving both holding this space and being in this space with them. In addition to that, I'm also preparing for two retreats that are coming up. So one of them is Bali Retreat, four days in Bali that is fully sold out. And then I'm also preparing for my Torquay Conscious Creation Queen Retreat, which is in December. And that has currently two spaces left. So there's a lot of preparation that's going into all of this. And I'm really kind of holding the line for myself as I get all of this stuff done. And I don't feel like I have a lot of free time. I feel like my social life is suffering a little, but that's okay. In the short term, that's absolutely fine because I can see and feel space opening up again in mid-December and I'm going to have a very conscious six weeks off until the end of January and that is feeling so good. I'm still going to be teaching my regular yoga classes at Melbourne Studios, but I'm taking a break from coaching and as also from podcasting. So I'll be finishing up this podcast in November, season one done, 20 episodes, and I will be back end of January, start of February with season two. So I'm really looking forward to having that space because being a highly sensitive person, having downtime and, you know, allowing the stimulation to be taken down a level is going to be so healing for me. It's going to allow me to come back next year with, you know, that same fire in my belly, that same desire to share and hold space. So... I only want to mention this because if you are also feeling the intensity ramping up at the end of the year, please know that you are not alone. It is a thing. And I really think that highly sensitive people, if you identify as one of them, feel the collective energy and the anxiety around Christmas. So if that is you, I see you, you're not alone. And what I'm working on with my coaching clients around this same issue is deliberately carving out that extra space at the end of the year to relax, taking those extra days and not filling them with all of these social engagements that we can often feel pressured to do. You know, saying no to events that don't feel like a full body yes. And just giving yourself a break in general. If you need a break, if you feel it in your bones please do it and allow yourself to enjoy christmas and you know this time off be very conscious around creating that space for yourself you will not regret it and all of that talk is actually a perfect segue back to the topic i wanted to riff on today which is about perfectionism and oof this is such a juicy topic and i feel like it's really present at the moment not just with me but with people that i'm speaking to so let's just start with a fact. We are fed a diet of perfection. I'm talking being perfect, looking perfect, acting perfect in our current society. And social media is so much to blame for this. Social media is chronic for this. Please know that we cannot believe anything we see, like nothing. Between AI, which is mind-boggling what AI can now do. So between AI and the fact that we have these horrific face and body tune apps, you know, that are just shocking... We just cannot believe what we see. And if there's a part of your brain that unconsciously is taking these images of, you know, aesthetic perfection, whatever that is, if your brain is taking that in, we're never going to be able to compare ourselves, our very real human bodies and lives to what we see on social media. Not only is the image distorted, but people are showing a very selective snapshot of their life. It's a very curated image. Image of their lives. It's not the whole picture. So we live in this social media saturated world where we're bombarded with these seemingly perfect images. We're never going to live up to that expectation if we try and compare ourselves. And I really draw the line with these face and body tune apps. I have a mixed relationship with filters. Sometimes I don't mind them. But when we're actively deceiving people by using these specific apps to change our face and body, I think it's really, really damaging. And I'm happy to say I've never had one of them on my phone and I don't want anything to do with them. Especially being a highly sensitive person, we are so susceptible to comparing ourselves to others and we notice really subtle things. One of the main traits of being highly sensitive is that we are hyper aware of people's body language. And the very subtle cues they give us. And I'm talking both verbal and nonverbal. We pick up when people are impressed and happy, and also when people are disappointed. We read vibes well. And this all starts when we're growing up. So, as a highly sensitive child, we notice the subtleties of our parents, of our caregivers, of our siblings, of our teachers. And, you know, we're young, we're impressionable and often we go out of our way to impress and to get validation. And this, this exact reason is why highly sensitive women, and I speak to women specifically because I am a woman and this is my lived experience. I would love to hear from highly sensitive men. Please start a podcast if you are one. (laughs) But this is why highly sensitive women often grow up, being people pleasers and having perfectionist tendencies. And I say this with so much love because I am also one of them and I was exactly like that. And I want to jump in and say, look, there's nothing wrong with people being happy around us or wanting to do a good job at something. So I'm, I'm saying that there's nothing wrong with, you know, striving for excellence, but there is a problem and it becomes a disconnect when we start living our lives to get validation from others, and when this is different from our own truth. So if we're living our lives to please someone else because we want that validation, but in that same vein, we start going off on a tangent to live a life that we don't actually want, then that's when it becomes the problem. When life doesn't become what is true for us, that's where the problem is. And A really big lesson that we learn in life is that sometimes we need to disappoint another to be true to ourselves. Sometimes we need to disappoint another to be true to ourselves. That is such a big lesson and I would say especially for highly sensitive people. So let that land. And to share a little bit of my own journey um, with perfectionism because I consider myself a recovering perfectionist. I was always a really great student all through school. Well, maybe I was a bit naughty, but I always strove to get good grades. That gave me that sense of validation. It was almost like something that I could grade myself on, you know. And when I look back, so much of my self-worth came from getting good marks because I didn't have the self-esteem within me to be self-loving. It was like it was always hinged on something external. And I still love learning. I really do. And nothing has changed there. I mean, I love reading my books and my mind is a sponge and I'm always continuing to learn and develop and grow. But when I look back at those last couple of years of high school and the first year of university, when I was in my late teens and early twenties, and at a time when I believe I was actually clinically depressed, I was really fixed on getting, you know, straight A's and high distinctions because I felt like that would make everything okay and I didn't want to admit to anyone in my world that I was unwell and struggling because I didn't want to crack that facade that everything was just rosy in my world when it was quite the opposite. When we're less concerned with looking perfect, this is, my, this is my assumption now, what I've learned, is when we're less concerned with looking perfect, we have more space and opportunity to accept help and to be a little gentler with ourselves. And I think that, you know, it's something to have high standards, but it's another when those standards are a form of violence towards ourselves. Or towards other people. When the expectation is so high, it can become a form of violence. And if I'm really honest with myself, <laughs> which I'm trying to be as I grow, that leads me also to think about how, you know, my former perfectionist tendencies may have led me to sabotage relationships in the past. And I'm talking about both romantic relationships as well as friendships, because holding anyone to an impossible standard is not the best way to be because it doesn't leave space for being just a messy human because life is not perfect and we are not perfect. So in short, Perfectionism is a dream stealer. It is draining and there is honestly a better way to live. And this has been a huge part of my life and understanding and self-discovery. And so I want to share now a little bit about my current relationship with perfectionism and how I'm navigating the business world because I've done work in this area and I know how damaging it was in the past. And I can tell you if I was still a slave to my own perfectionist tendencies. There is no way I would be talking to you right now. There is no way I would be on social media, showing up, sharing messages, going live, recording programs, showing up on a yoga app and teaching yoga. Like there's so many things I wouldn't be able to do if I was stuck in that rut of perfectionism. So I call myself a recovering perfectionist and it's something that I continue to work on. The thing is, Being a perfectionist doesn't necessarily make us good or better at anything. And that's the thing. Often it just keeps us stuck. And if we waited until we could do something perfectly, we often wouldn't do anything at all. And a perfect example is this podcast that I'm talking to you on right now that I started at the start of this year. And it was something I really wanted to start, but I literally had no idea how to prepare for an interview. I'd never interviewed anyone before. And I had never really even riffed solo either. I mean, I'd written things before, but this skill of speaking was kind of undeveloped, you could say. And I look back at my first few episodes and yes, they were super clunky, but I did it anyway. And I put it out into the world rather than, you know, thinking it wasn't good enough. Because how was I supposed to learn or how are you supposed to learn if you don't try, like there's got to be those first few clunky classes. And when I do mentoring of, you know, yoga teachers who've just gone through their first 200 hour YTT and they're starting to teach, the first thing I affirm to them and let them know is that the first classes you teach are going to feel like shit, (laughs) probably. They're going to feel awkward. They're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel shy and it's could almost feel a little bit torturous and you're going to think why am I even doing this and and if you stop there then you won't do it and that fear will have got in the way of you getting to the other side because it's going through those first classes that feel awkward and we're like, why am I even doing this? I don't even like teaching yoga. It's on the other side of those classes that we start to feel that magical sense of flow and our intuition can drop in and our voice can develop and we can start to show our heart through our teaching. But if we let the fear of it not being a perfect class stop us, we never get to that point. So, Another example for me is that this mentorship that I'm currently in the first round of. So it's a three-month course with 12 full video modules and 12 practices and 12 workbooks. It's been a lot of work. Like I mentioned, I've been busy the last few months, but it's so rewarding. And the thing is, watching these modules back, like I upload them into the portal and I'll watch a little bit of it. And I've actually seen a couple of spelling mistakes (laughs) in the slides, but I'm not letting it stop me I'm not letting it stop me from putting it out because I know that the content of those modules are amazing and the women are getting the same transformation and all I'm going to do is when I run this same course in March next year I'm going to run it twice next year I'm going to change the spelling mistake on the slide I've already changed it I'm going to re-record it which doesn't take very long they're only half an hour each and it's going to be fine And it's okay that it's out there with a little spelling mistake. It's not going to stop me from doing my work in the world. I'm not going to have a meltdown about it like I might have in the past. All I need to do is make that little tweak. The thing I want to really promote is something called messy action. We need to get more comfortable with taking messy action. There might not be a lot of messy action shown on Instagram in these perfect lives that people seem to be leading but messy action is the thing that gets us to where we want to go but we need to be not afraid to take it I am fully taking a lot of messy action this year and it's something that starts it starts off feeling uncomfortable but then it's like just one foot in front of the other and I'm getting more comfortable with taking that messy action I'm also okay with things not working out or something failing because at least I tried. And that is a new feeling for me. It's like, I'm happy to just keep putting one foot in front of the other and letting my intuition and my heart guide me. I'm really listening to that. I'm not scared of taking a wrong step because nothing is a wrong step. And so I want to ask you this question now. Are you afraid of doing something that you really want to do because you're worried about it not being good enough? And if, if there is something that is on your heart, but you're feeling like, oh, I don't think I can do it yet, how about you just try for like a B plus rather than the A? Because if you've got that perfectionist tendency, then I can guess <laughs> that it's stopping you from taking those first steps. It's okay for it not to be perfect. Sometimes we just need to get comfortable with being a little bit messy and The taking one step and then another gives us a bit of momentum to actually get the ball rolling. And if you're a highly sensitive woman and you are listening to this podcast, then I know you are here to change the world in some way and your gifts are so needed in the world. But if you are waiting until you are perfect, that day is not going to come and your gifts are not going to get out into the world where they are so needed. Please take messy action. Your future self thanks you right now. And a tool that I want to share with you and that I love to share with my clients is something that I call micro movements, which is basically just a small step in the direction of your dreams. Often we just need to take that one small step and sometimes it's as simple as opening a Word doc and starting to list down what the next steps are, whatever they are. Sometimes it's just pulling out a piece of paper. Sometimes it's making an appointment. Sometimes it's booking in a session and just taking that one step. And if it's, for example, like a movement goal and you want to run a marathon, sometimes it's just going for a half an hour walk and taking that first step because the whole, the big picture can seem overwhelming, but the small step is not. And honestly, most of the time, our lack of action comes because we are afraid. And if you're afraid, Admit that to yourself now because I had to do that. I had to admit that I was afraid, afraid of being seen, afraid of being judged, afraid that people, you know, will find me unlovable, which was actually my core wound. But listen to me when I say this. People aren't looking. (laughs) And if they are, they are probably encouraging. They are probably cheering us on. And the people that matter will always be happy for our success anyway. So, go live your dreams. Take messy action. Show up. Even if you try something and it doesn't work, who cares? The person who tries and fails a hundred times but succeeds once is better than someone who let the fear of judgment hold them back and never tried once and then just failed as a default. Our perfectionism is keeping us small. Go do you. Shake off those shackles of perfectionism because that is exactly what they are. And shine your light. You can only fail if you don't try. And to close out this podcast episode, I also want to say that if you have people in your circle, so I'm talking your friends, your family, and you see people having a crack at something, maybe they're starting a business, maybe they're showing up online in a new way, maybe they're changing careers, they're going back to study, maybe they've got a new job, maybe they're, you know, getting really creative or making music or making art and they're expressing themselves. What I say to you today is encourage them because they might be shit scared and your words of affirmation mean a lot. So let's change this culture and let's be the change we want to see in the world. Let's start to accept messy action and, you know, less than perfect movement towards our dreams. And this is how we can change the world. I am sending you so much love. If you have any messages from me around this perfectionism, I would so love to hear from you. I will be back in two weeks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today, everyone. If you loved this podcast, please share it with someone who you believe might need this message today or share it on your social media and don't forget to tag me. I really love your feedback. You can reach me at hello at lewkelly.com. That's Lou, K-E-L-L-E dot com. Until next time, stay happy, stay free. You are perfect as you are.